Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back to the OHIO Podcast. I am Buckeye Boggs. That man over there is the wild man, Chris Wilds. And this is our 2023 Michigan Loserine Preview. I despise this preview more than any other preview we do every single year, Chris. It's annoying, especially because they've done well the last couple years and have beaten us. It's annoying to hear from them and then listen to them gloat. Um, there's nothing about this preview I'm going to enjoy. Just they are, the, straight up they are the most obnoxious and delusional fan base in all of sports. Well, that's, yes, everybody knows that. And I would say we might be number two right behind them. We're pretty close. <laughs> At times. At times, we are pretty close. You are right. Let's dive into the history of that team up north. It's a good one. Can't. Can't lie about that, Chris. I mean, it is what it is. They are the most winningest program in the history of college football. 989 victories, 353 losses, 36 ties, a 731 winning percentage all time there for Michigan. They are, however, look at their bowl record. Not so good when it counts, are they? Yeah, yeah, 21 and 29. They do lead the conference title race with 44. I think Ohio State's... Three behind them. We were one behind them. And then the last couple years, they've started to stretch that back out again. 44. Of course, they play at Michigan Stadium, which is the largest uh, next to Beaver Stadium. 107,601. Ann Arbor, that's the hometown. Or it's the whore. One of the two, depending on who you talk to. This will be Jimmy Boy's ninth season with the team, believe it or not. He's been there nine years already. That's incredible. He's tried to leave how many times? Eight? Seven? Now they won't let him. I don't know. This might be the last year, I think, here. This might be the hurrah. 13-1 last year overall. Big Ten champions, 9-0 during the regular season in conference play. Chris, they were uh, 9.5 over under last year for Vegas, 9.5. You said 10-2. I said 11-1. We were both wrong. They went 12-0, but we both won money off of them. And uh, their lone loss came at, in uh, the Fiesta Bowl when they laid a stinker against TCU, losing 51 to 45. Or, yeah, 50, uh, 45 there. 51 45. Chris, last year was tough to watch because I thought we were better than them. I still think we were better than them last year. But they just proved it on the field. They kicked our butts again. Well, you know, they came in well rested since they didn't play a game until they played Ohio State. Which is uh, a theme. That's a theme yeah, this a year, theme. too. You know, they, the, these guys have more cupcakes on their schedule than a bakery, you know. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You still have to go out there and win on the field, and, and they've done it the last couple of years, sadly to say. Uh, this is a team that right now should feel very good about themselves because, you know, they're living rent-free in Ryan Day's head right now. Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely are. There's really not a whole lot um, – we can do to argue against that, but 
let's try our best to defend ourselves and try to poke the bear a little bit. Big banter. They have us. They also have Victor's Nation or Victory's Nation, Victor's Nation. That is their Team Up North podcast. And we're we're bringing them Victor, on. We're going to call them Victor's Tacos. How about that? Victor's Tacos is in the house. We're going to bring them on. Let's see how this goes, Chris. This could be interesting. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to the OHO podcast. And as you can see, we're joined by the enemy. And they just informed me that they tried to use the word the in front of their podcast name, Victor's Nation. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to let them know that that word has yeah. already been trademarked by the Ohio State University. Because and don't uh, and you don't want to mess with them because we have been sued by them already. So, um, oh, wow. <laughs> yes, tr- wow. true story. True story. Uh, so wow. that, that being said, welcome to the OHIO podcast, guys. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us. Let's just let's just break the ice by saying this. You know, first off, welcome to Big Banter. We're super excited uh, to be a part of Big Banter with you guys. But let's just be honest. There's really only two podcasts on Big Banter that really matter. Yeah, you're about right. You're about right. I was thinking of just one, but yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing, Jason. But we could share. We could share. Yeah, I, you know, you know, us and Purdue. I mean, you know, I, I just can't. <laughs> right. you know, we're supposed to we're we're supposed to banter with each other. But um, speaking of that, you know, how how bad do you feel for Penn State fans? They want a rivalry so bad, and they just can't have one. Uh, well, first off, it doesn't make sense to be quite honest that they have zero, but freaking Iowa gets like five. Yeah, right. I'm like, what did Iowa ever do to deserve so much hate that everybody's like, we hate Iowa? Oh my gosh! But I mean, their fans and their offensive coordinator. Eric. Yeah, they're easy to hate, I guess, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, let's start here, man. Um, first off, how has the off season been for you personally and collectively as a fan base? I mean, obviously, you guys should be riding pretty high, winning the Big Ten for a second straight season. Um, you know, that's that's how it goes. But uh, 0-2 in the CFP, what's it like? I mean, what's the pulse of the fan base? Just came out today, number two in the AP going into the season. Pretty high expectations. How's the offseason been? We'll start with you, Jason. I think we've been riding pretty high. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing um, going 0-2 in the college football playoff. I mean, we won a national championship. We've been hungry for one for a while. And I can't speak for all the fans, obviously, but um, we have high expectations this year. Um, a lot of starters coming back, a lot of talent coming back, um, young as well, too, uh, good in the transfer portal. Um, like I said, we're riding high right now. We have, a, like I said, a lot of expectations, and we're really excited for this season to kick off. Dre, yourself, how's your offseason been, man? It, it, it's been pretty cool. Um, I think as a fan base, I think we're pretty content with where we're at right now. I think we won a national championship, but I know it's everybody knows it's a process. And uh, I think long as we can get over that CFP hump, I think we'll be okay. I don't think we'll be as mad as we don't get the national championship, even though everyone's on our side talking about championship or bust. But I think if we just get over that hump, our fans would be okay. Derek, yourself? Yeah, you know, I, I think that uh, 
having as many guys announced that they're coming back that were draft eligible last year carried a lot of momentum coming into the season. So um, as disappointing as it was to lose to TCU to end the season, you know, we're, we're returning the most production in the Big Ten. Uh, I think like the fourth overall most production in all of college football. Um, coming back off of a team that's been that's won the Big Ten back to back years, been to the college football playoff back to back years. So I, I think that the the goals have have kind of changed, right? Where you know it it was for years. Let's let's beat Ohio State. Let's win the rivalry. Let's let's win the Big Ten. Well, now that's jumped up to the goals like, all right, we're, we're, we're there. We're at that same level now. Let's do that again. But this year, let's go for a natty. And I think that that's, that's kind of what the expectations are going into the season. So there's a lot of excitement. But, I mean, you, you guys have been there year in, year out. You know that national championships aren't gimmies. You know, once you get down to, to that Final Four, once you get down to the college football playoff, it's, it's any given Saturday. And whoever yeah. plays the best... Uh, Two consecutive weekends come come beginning of January. Is who gets to to take home that prize? So that's what that's what our expectation is. A lot of excitement, a lot of excitement going into the season. Uh, returning starting quarterback with a lot of a, a lot of hype coming behind him for you know the really the the first real time in a long time. There's been always a lot of hope, but this is where it's hype instead of hope. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you, it it is tough. You know, we've been there, like you said, quite a bit. It's tough to be in that position. Um, Dre, gotta ask, Jim Harbaugh, your opinion on the man that we affectionately like to call the cheeseburger. <laughs> uh, in my honest opinion, that's my guy. Um. A lot of our fan base wavered when we was down and was ready to jump off the bandwagon. And um, now that we're winning, I think everybody's back and seeing what he really can do. And as far as the cheeseburger thing, I think it's really overblown. Um, I think that's why the NCAA couldn't really do anything about it because it was just like overblown and something real stupid. But as 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 a fan base, I think we we love we love Jim Harbaugh and we wouldn't have it any other way. Derek, yeah, you know I I agree. So um, I personally have been a Harbaugh supporter for for years. I'm a diehard 49ers fan. So he he went from Stanford to to resurrect the 49ers in one year. Um, before he came to Michigan, you know Michigan lost to Rutgers the year before that. Uh, so to, to within two years, get back to the, to the point in time where the game was the game with something really big on the line again, um, was huge. And, uh, you know, there, there's been a couple, you know, ups and downs as we've gone, but, but the downs have been significantly higher than what they were before he was running the team. Um, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a big Harbaugh supporter, um, I've always liked him. I, I like the fact that he's really weird and awkward in uh, press conferences mm-hmm. and, and interviews. It uh, it cracks me up. He, he he's kind of intentional with that, where he deflects everything. He will not let any any bit of criticism get past him, he, even if he understands the question. He kind of like plays it like he just doesn't even understand what's being asked of him. Um, and I love that. He he kind of shields his coaches, his players, and 
um, wins. Yeah, we, we love his weird awkwardness here, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, your thoughts? Um, well, first, for starters, um, I love cheeseburgers. <laughs> you can buy me one anytime. Absolutely love it. I have it. I've had my share of cheeseburgers for, for sure. Um, I think I, I love him as a head coach. Um, it was a little rocky to start with, too, even with some wins and stuff, not beating Ohio State um, right off the bat. Um, just those expectations right away, basically, because that's what he was there to do, right? Um, but he's a he's a humble guy. He's a humble man. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen like some of his post game interviews, but he, he like Derek kind of was alluding to it as well. Like he won't talk that much to the media. He wants those players to get credit. Like he, you're gonna probably hear him say a few post game interviews, like talk to this guy. You want to talk to mm-hmm. this guy? Talk to Moody. Talk to JJ. Right. So. Um, I absolutely love him as a person, um, love him as a head coach as well, too. And and even at the beginning of the season, it's a process, right? It, it's hard to come into a prestigious university um, when we've been down a little bit years past and really change that culture around as well, too. It's good to hear you guys admit, though, that he is weird. Like I know, I know you, Derek. You said it's kind of a show. We're weird, we're weird too, so. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I guess so, it's just a okay. so it fits. Okay, that makes sense. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, right, let's talk about the guy on the other side, Ryan Day. Derek, what's your thoughts on Ryan Day as a Michigan fan? So, I, I think that in general. I want to see him. I want to see him win more games that he has to coach, uh, to win. Um, right. So the the expectation, I feel like, for a coach coaching at Ohio State is, you know, you're you're the Urban Meyer, you're the the Dabo Sweeney, you're the uh, Nick Saban uh, caliber coach, and um, you know the the fact that he, he can recruit like crazy. Don't get me wrong. He is one heck of a recruiter uh, because the uh, they're recruiting has not dipped a bit since, uh, since he took over. Um, but you know, I, I feel like the last two years when it came down to the biggest game of the season, um, that Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend, I, I feel like we outcoached and, and outplayed them. So I think that naturally, um, probably not going to like the head coach of uh, Ohio state when you're a Michigan fan. And when you're an Ohio state fan, you're probably not going to like the the head coach of Michigan. Um, But, but I I think that he's probably a really good coach. Um, But I don't know if he's a really great coach. Um, And uh, we'll see this year. Uh, As long as Michigan keeps winning, um, I'm all for him coaching at Ohio state uh, continuously. (laughs) The same thing we said for five straight years. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're like, Hey, there's an NFL job opening buddy. Uh, Jason, (laughs) uh, what's, what's your thoughts on uh, Mr. Day? I don't know if you guys want me to mention third base, but <laughs> sure. I mean, that's that's fair. Ryan I can just say no comment as well, too. But um, I mean, I, th- I think he's a good head coach. Um, I, I don't know if he has that, and I'm not saying a lot of head coaches maybe do in certain aspects of certain opponents. I don't know if he's got that strategize mentality behind him sometimes with certain games. I mean, you just look at the Michigan game the last couple of years too. Um, but like I said, I, th- I think he's a good head coach. 
Um, we'll see what happens this year. Um, but I don't know. I just don't think he can strategize. I don't think he can strategize a game plan, certain opponents. I think he knows he has the talent, but I don't know if he's missing that aspect. But we'll see this year. Dre, what do you think, man? Mr. Day, Mr. Day. Well, I think he's the best dressed head coach in the Big Ten. Um, I think he's a really good coach. Um, I just think he can't put a game plan together. I think he relies too much on the players instead of putting a game plan together to build. You know what I'm saying? I think he just goes out there like, hey, we got the best this and best that. So we're just naturally going to win. Like Derek said, I think I see, need to see him coach a little more games that he has to coach. I mean, um, but overall, he's a good coach. You know, you know what's going to surprise you three guys is that you're going to hear a, a huge Ohio State fan agree with a lot of what you're saying right now. <laughs> uh, I've been very critical of Ryan Day's inability to win the big games, uh, whether it's in the CFP or whether it's against you guys. Uh, I've been very critical of Ryan Day uh, and his ability to win those big games. Uh, and I think uh, something we've been talked about on our show a bit is I think right now Coach Harbaugh is, is living rent-free in his head, you know? But so I'm going to take this to a little bit more of a serious spot now. I want to go back and talk about the tunnel. And this this question isn't directed about – necessarily about what happened against MSU. Um, Correct. This is going back over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, So over the years, what what is your take on your tunnel and why has there been so many incidences which have occurred in the tunnel? Uh, Let's start with Derek. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's really hard to – to say because some of it is you know rivalry banter right so michigan ohio state um you know barking at each other in the tunnel um before the game during halftime um stuff like that you know that that happens on the field at the 50 yard line uh it it happens in rivalries so I think there could be some common sense things that uh that maybe are more actively put into place in the tunnel with when the teams come in and come out and, and schedule times and stuff like that to, um, to prevent those situations. But you know, th- that's talking reactively because, you know, obviously it was the, the one big event that really sparked the most of this conversation. Um, and, and some of it comes down to the, the, the people in the tunnel that are the ones that are uh, performing the behaviors, right? So there's certain things where, there's got to be a, a switch that flips on when when you're playing football at that level, uh, competing at that level once you get on the field. And there's got to be that switch that flips off when you're not on the field. So, you know, that there's a lot of places that, that you could put blame. I, I think that people controlling emotions um, is a, a, a big thing. Um, I, I think that putting in some just some common sense um, processes for when pl- when players from what teams are in the huddle um, because there's the the couple incidents yeah they 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 stand out they get they get talked about um, where is it coming from what's the the solution you know I 
I don't know the answer to that. But I, I think that it, it starts with just having some protocols in place <laughs> um, and hoping to the best of the ability that, you know, th these are young adults that we're talking about, but hoping that they they have the restraint to, to be able to go from from talk to action and, and not go to the extent of action that we've seen. Very good. Dre, your thoughts? Um, no, as a person, I, I go in and out of that tunnel before and after games, every game. I've been doing it for three seasons. So I done seen when you guys come in and when we uh, play you guys, I mean, and the, the, the banter is, I'm going to call it, for the back and forth, it never gets out of hand with us. Um, I just think that night at Michigan, well, at, when Michigan State came, the, the the emotions of the game got the best of them. I don't think the tunnel is the problem. I think uh, it was way overblown by a lot of people from the outside looking in. Um, like, for example, Twin, the, the, the guy that got attacked, um, he normally goes in the tunnel every game after the game before everyone. It's, this is wasn't – it wasn't like uh, he was doing it to, you know, like – be vicious or go play around. He might have said a couple words here and there. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But um, it still didn't warrant the attack or whatever. So, um, like I said, I don't think it's the tunnel. I think it's just emotions and you get the best of boys sometimes when a football game is going on. No one deserves to be jumped regardless of what he said. And exactly. that's, that was, exactly. I mean, and that's ridiculous. That's everybody knew that that was ridiculous. ridiculous. This, you know, it's just, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, as an outsider looking in and multiple teams, you know, have had instances and it's kind of like, you know, what's the common denominator here? Um, you know, but Jason, what, I mean, what are your thoughts here? I mean, you're a Michigan fan. I'm, I'm sure you probably love the tunnel. I've been in the tunnel once. Okay. Um, so what Derek and Dre were saying too, like I, I agree with everything they're saying. I don't think it's just the tunnel. I think it's people, right? Um, there's got to be accountability there. And our coach is always going to be around the coaching staff. No security, maybe not even that. Um, and that one time against Michigan State la or last year, I mean, it, it did get a little out of hand for sure. Now, it's not the tunnel's fault, right? But at the same time, I, I know that they're probably going to be making changes um, up in security as well, too. Um, I don't know what types of processes they're going to be putting in place. Like, this group goes first, this group goes next. Like, I'm not sure what they're going to be doing specifically about that. Um, but at the same time, I know changes will be coming with that for probably more higher security. And at the end of the day, it's people. It Something got out of hand. It shouldn't have. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's the person. So emotions. All right. as well too. Let's get out of the tunnel, get back on the field. <laughs> Dre, this one's for you first, my man. Yes, sir. All right. If you guys win a national championship this year, it will be because of why, because of what, and on the flip side of that, what does an unsuccessful season look like in your eyes? Um, for us to win a national championship, I think our offensive line and our running backs have to stay healthy. Um, I think we built a great wall over the last three or four years, 
And our running backs is undeniable. You know that we have the best two running backs in the country. Our duo is crazy. But on the flip side, I can't remember the other side of the question. I'm sorry. What does an unsuccessful season look like in your eyes? Not winning a national championship. So it's it's Natty or bust. Yeah, I think we have the horses in place to win a national or at least compete and get to the game. You know what I'm saying? If we don't win because of a better team, that's fine. But I think we at least have the horses to get to the national championship. Derek, Jason, you agree with that? Is it kind of get to the game or bust for you in your minds? I think being in the college football playoff two years in a row, yeah, did we run into a buzzsaw with Georgia, who is like a semi-NFL pro team the last couple of years? Yeah. Um, TCU, that one hurt. So last year hurt a little bit. But, yeah, for me, um, I can't speak for Derek, but for me it's it's natty or bust. We got the tools. We got – um. You know, I think some of our key components is experienced players, coaching staff. Um, I think our defensive front will st- will still be all right this year, um, if not better. Uh, J.J. McCarty coming back. Um, and then our offensive line and our backfield. I think we have the two best running backs in the country. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Yeah, so to, to hop on that, um, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily say that the season's going to be a bust if we don't win the, the national championship. Um, I, I think that um, I think that an unsuccessful season would be missing the college football playoffs, um, which would likely be a result of losing the game at the end of the season, um, right? So um, I, I think that if we do win the national championship, um, I, I think that it's going to be largely in part to 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 staying healthy, um, especially JJ McCarthy staying healthy, uh, because mm-hmm. there's going to be uh, Michigan got the last two years to uh, the college football playoff largely on the legs of their running backs and behind the offensive line, um, and um, there there's going to be times there's going to be games where uh, defense is going to give up points. Um, that the run game might get shut down. There, there's going to be times that 
that we got to be able to um, to to air it out and and win the game or blow the game out um, or run away with the game by by airing it out. So I think that the goal is to win a, a national championship. Um, I, I think that um, making it to the college football playoff and losing again in the first round would be would be disappointing. Um, so so I think anything less than landing in the college football playoff national championship would probably feel like somewhat of a disappointment with what we're returning this year, with, with what we're returning, with how deep we are in the offensive line, with having Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, with having J.J. McCarthy. Um, the the defense, you know, they, they kind of went from, uh, they, they were under the, the name of a no-star defense last year. Well, um, there, there's a lot of really good players and some really good depth on that defense. Um, so, you know, I, I think I'm not going to consider the season a disappointment if we lose the national championship. But if if we don't get there, it'll be hard to to look at another roster in the near future and be like, this roster is built to win a national championship mm-hmm. like we are this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm disappointed, guys. It should be natty or bust for everybody. It's natty or bust for us every season. Should be for you guys after the way you guys have played the last few seasons. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it is. It is, Eric. Don't it is for you. Anything else? I mean, think about it. They extend it. We ex- we expand to a twelve-team college football playoff. I mean, Michigan and Ohio State might be playing each other potentially three years a season in a row three that's, three three that's crazy to think about that is, is. absolutely insane yeah, almost almost twice almost twice uh last year yeah i there's a there has got to be some place in heaven where woody and bo are just shaking their heads like i can't believe it right right <laughs> chris right. i stole two of them there from you so take yes, the seventh you did. One. that's okay so guys i gotta ask though what aspect of the team Gives you the most concern heading into the season, uh, Jason. Let's start with you. Yeah, so I, I think we got a lot of t- a talent here, um, but and I'm sure Derek and Dre might say the same thing too. I might be a little bit worried at the depth of if JJ goes down. Knock on wood. Um, at the quarterback position, I think we still got talent there. But JJ has to stay healthy. And then I think the second thing that kind of worries me a little bit is our secondary. I think we got talent there. We got young talent. I'm excited to see uh, Mike Sanistrill again um, and Will Johnson. But at the same time, I'm a little bit worried about that um, position group's um, depth, essentially. Derek? Yeah, I would say that the, the – so let's say perfect world. Everyone stays healthy. Um you know, biggest concern uh, to me looking at it right now, and this could be alleviated by week four, because, um, you know, you, you don't really know what's going on in camp. You don't really know what's going on in practice. You don't really know where the competitions are, especially with the way that um, the, the team and Jim Harbaugh kind of does interviews. They just kind of name everybody off and says that they say everyone's doing great. But uh, corner, who, who's going to be the, the other starting corner on the other side of Will Johnson? Um, you know, there's a, a couple names that are in the mix right now for it. But, um, you know, we, we, we've got a young, what looks like to be a, a stud corner in Will Johnson. Um, I'm comfortable with our mm-hmm. safeties. Um, but, uh, again, you know, eyesight during regu- regular season is, is on you guys. Um, you, you, corner play's got to be strong. And that's the, the one position right now on the defensive side of the ball 
that we're not sure who that other starting corner is yet. And we're not sure what that caliber of play is going to be um, when it's going up against elite receivers. Um, so, yeah, there is some concern about uh, depth at quarterback. Um, you know, I've, I've heard really good thing, really good buzz about Davis Warren um, as a backup quarterback that he's playing really well in camp right now. Um, but perfect world, let's say that every every position group is as healthy as it can be throughout the season, um, minus the the bumps and bruises and, and little nicks that you get when you play football. <clears throat> Corner is my, my biggest concern right now. Derek, you only have to guard for a couple seconds if the opposing offensive line can't block. <laughs> right? That's true. <laughs> Dre, what you Dre, got, I'm, man? I, I'm going to say the same thing. Um but I'm going to go with my biggest concern is corner who is going to be on the other side of the ball from Will Johnson. We know Sanders still has the uh, slot position and Will has the other corner position sewn up. So just who's going to merge to be that second corner and then our, like he's like everybody else been saying, our uh, backup quarterback status. Like if something happened to JJ, that derails our whole thing and – it doesn't matter how how good everybody else plays. We still we need a elite quarterback play to get over the hump of some of these teams. So without a quarterback, we're <laughs> dead in the water. But that's my only two biggest concerns: quarter and cornerback. <clears throat> Last question, and me and I need you guys to educate me on this because there's no way that the last two years your non-conference has purposely been – there had to be someone canceled, correct? There's no way that this was done on purpose. Anybody, educate uh, me. Like, what's going listen, on with that? I'm, okay, now listen, now listen. Okay. okay. Our, our non-conference has been cupcakes, but <laughs> let me ask you this. Don't you think yours has been too? Like, y'all, we have three games, you know what I'm saying, that we're going to blow out. But everybody does, I think. Everybody makes a big deal out of the cupcake season. But you can't tell me nobody that's out the gate just playing somebody that's one versus two or four versus six. Or you can't tell me something like that's right out the gate. I mean, we played Notre Dame as the season opener last year. Come on, man. But do y'all really think Notre Dame was going to do something to you guys? For real, for real. A, no, it was team. it was only twenty-one to ten, Dre. It was not like hey, we blew them out. So, 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 do y'all have any concerns about them this year? About Absolutely. Notre Dame? Absolutely. Yeah, big time, big time. You, you we're, yeah, when we flip it, when we flip the scripts, I, I mean, we, that that'd be my only thing. Like that, that'd be y'all only niche on us is y'all have Notre Dame is your first four games. Well, that we before, Notre, before Notre Dame, we played Oregon. Before yep. Oregon, we had help me out, Chris. Who was the Oklahoma, home and home? Oklahoma. That? Oklahoma. Yes, you did. Yep. We we, we usually play usually one Power one. Five and a home and home yeah. usually. Yeah. Um, but now I thought you guys had somebody on the schedule. We, and it got we, yeah, we had, we had uh, Washington, and they canceled one year on us yeah. or something like that. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just cannot see Ward Manuel going. All right, let's see here. Who's on the docket that we can absolutely destroy? They, they, they came. They came to us, but they canceled when we were supposed to come to them. Okay. Or something, or something happened. Yeah. Or I think it was COVID. Uh, I, think it was COVID. I don't know. Yeah, it was something. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had um, 
So, you know, I, I can't answer that. I, I don't know as far as like scheduling um, what happened last year and this year, uh, why there isn't a power five conference game. Um, I, I don't know if it if who canceled or, or what went down um, as a fan. I would much rather I, I would rather every game be power five versus power five. Uh, I would love eventually the yeah. Big Ten is going to go to 10 conference right. games if yeah. you have exactly. 20 conference teams. Yeah. And, it, and that takes care of all of that at that point. It's just 18 next year already, too. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. We, we have um, – so next year we play Texas. That's a good one. Yeah. And we play Oklahoma two years uh, in a row. We play, and then we're at, at And then we play UCLA uh, next year, too. We play US at USC, or is that USC? and UCLA. USC, that's a conference yeah, game. But, but yeah, so. conference yeah, USC. Yep. Um, so. and then oh, I got in our conference now. Jesus. Has, um, you guys have Texas as well coming up, mm-hmm. and then you guys also yeah. have Alabama, I think, coming up as well too. And Georgia. and Georgia, and Georgia, yeah. and Georgia. So, yeah. So, so, so to go back to you know the the cupcake schedule. Um. So, so yeah, like we like you guys do, right? So you, uh, I, I think we both had Pac-12. Um. So there must have been a Big Ten Pac-12 type thing because Michigan State had uh Pac-12 games as well. They've got uh, Washington. They got Washington. Yeah. They have Washington last year and this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know where, where something fell through because I, I, I can't remember. Um. I, I thought somebody was on the schedule and then and then uh like a home and home got got canceled that was supposed to be on the schedule um i, I know it's huge for the little schools the, the little schools make more money off of playing oh yeah the, the big programs oh, sure. you're just Probably i'm sure it's, i'm sure it's the same in your state as it is in ours if central michigan were to go to ann arbor to play a game that million and some dollars that they get from that game is what pays for the rest of their sports for the rest yeah. of that year and so that has always been something you almost always although this year they don't you'll most always see one of the mac schools from ohio play ohio state and that yeah, is awesome that's right youngstown state and although they're not a mac school but that is our way of saying we're going to help you out as a fellow school in right. our state yeah. um and i and I mean, it's the same for you guys i'm sure that as well but we almost i mean the best thing that could happen for college football in my opinion is these conferences saying all right you're going to have to play one other good conference team yeah and, and until until college football gets to the place where there's two or three mega conferences with a commissioner as opposed to conference commissioners that regulate the sport across the board, it's it's going to continue to be lopsided, unfortunately. As long as they don't start scheduling cupcakes the week before the game, Eric, like – Oh, I'm uh, all for yeah, I'm all I'm all for the Alabama schedule. Of, uh, you know, unfortunately, I mean, you guys play a tough one before us this yeah, you year. Guys got three Maryland, man, that season. That's not a. That's not yeah, a. Penn State at Penn State at Maryland. Your three toughest games are all at yeah. the end of your schedule in November. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about some trap games uh, tomorrow on our next pod. So yeah, yeah, we're, we'll be we're, discussed. Yeah, beautiful. We, we, hey. we might be seeing more football too, just because um, you know you keep adding like twenty some, twenty some high twenties teams in each conference. These mega conferences. I mean, you almost think they're going to have to have like a mini playoff, like well, they do for which I discussed. Yeah. Here's we'll yeah. Have so like I just top four. I just heard this today. The Big Ten is going to plan to commission to the NCAA to allow us to start week zero. All Big Ten teams start week zero so that we get two bye weeks, which I think is brilliant. 
Because if you're going to play better, better competition, more teams, it's going to be physical. You're going to need more breaks. I, yeah, I think we I need to have a bye week for both Ohio State and Michigan. The week before. before. And it's that's a two-week celebration. I love it. <laughs> Ryan, you know, they might want to move that game, though. They might want to move that date. Oh, don't gosh. Get don't get us started on that, don't man. Don't get us started on that. <laughs> I was ready to run Ryan Day out of town Such a after he Such a dumb comment. So, so I don't know about you guys, but it doesn't matter who we play the week before the Ohio State game. For some reason, like that's one of the most nervous games on the schedule for me to watch. Like, not not a trap game, but but like usually you're you're just like like every time the quarterback gets hit, you're like, "Uh, get up, please. Like you're just like so worried about like a major injury coming in uh in the week before the game. Um, You know, like Blake Quorum, right? You know, right. Yeah. Jason, where can everybody find you guys at, man? We I'm sure right now we got a lot of Team Up North fans watching this because they we, we threw your name on the on there and we hashtagged you guys and everything else. Then they're like, who are these douchebag Ohio State guys talking about our team? And and they're surprised to see you guys here. Where can they find Victor's Nation at, man? You can find us in a lot of different places. So we have our own website, thevictorsnation.com. We are on Facebook, the Victor's Nation LLC. We have our YouTube channel as well, too, um, at the Victor's Nation podcast. And we are also on Twitter, the Victor's Nation LLC. Beautiful. Check it out, everybody, especially if you're a fan of the maize and blue. Uh, Scarlet and gray so much prettier. You guys will be joining after, after our game. You guys will be jumping ship. <laughs> no, never. Never. That'll never happen. No There's got to be a little part of you. Hey, you. I, I tell you what. I will tell you a great story. Hey, everybody here. What's that, Dre? I'm about to say, now that we got everybody here, Derek, Jason, is we going to oh, take yeah. this bet? Oh, yeah. So, so. Yeah. Yeah, so here's here's the idea we have, man. After this year's game, the losing team, the background on their on their show, the ne- the very next show, which ours will be a live show, mind you, will have the uh, call in people. Yeah, with it's people who call, call in. in so y'all, uh, y'all, y'all going y'all going y'all going live from the big house? No, 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 no. It'll be from our from our own houses Sunday night, the next night. But the losing okay. the losing show, okay. the background will be the other person's logo. So. Uh, right. that's I like our chances. So, I agree. <laughs> all right. I really want to it. I'll take it. All right. My, if if my, my team is with it, I'm, we're with it. We're with it. So, we'll yep, there you go. Shake hands on it. About, <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. It was a, it was a, it was a lot of fun and, uh, glad yeah, to, uh, awesome. glad that the, the, the two podcasts, uh, the two more important podcasts on Big Banter could get together for the first time. Yeah, thanks for having us on, guys. <laughs> thanks. Appreciate it. I hope you were entertained by that. I hope you were entertained. Uh, that was uh, – we had to swallow our pride a little bit, Chris. Had to swallow our pride. But uh, we, made it, we made it happen. All right, let's dive into the roster for the uh, girls from Ann Arbor. Looking at the offense first this season, Chris, back at quarterback, he's not bashful. He's the blonde bomber, J.J. McCarthy. Some believe he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
Um, you and I both have uh, made sure that we, you know, say that you look at his numbers. They're not that great outside of just a couple games. However, where they are really good is right here. Running back and offensive line. Blake Corm is back as a senior after suffering that terrible injury to end his season early last year. Donovan Edwards, the junior, he's back as well. That is a two-headed monster. Some call it the best in college football. I think Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams might have something to say about that this season if they can stay healthy. But here is the flat-out truth, Chris. This is the best offensive line in college football, hands oh, down. and it has been the last couple of years, Eric. Yep. Zach Zinter's back again. When, when is this guy ever going to leave? His fifth year with the program. Trevor ninth, Keegan's ninth back as senior. well. Yeah. Keegan's back as well. Barnhart's back as well. These are fifth-year seniors who all could have went to the NFL last year. And then they bring in a couple five, uh, transfer seniors in Drake Nugent and Ladarius Henderson. This is hands down the best offensive line in college football. Easily. Yes. Olu Watami and Ryan Hayes are both in the NFL. They were both drafted last year. Luke Shoemaker joined them. He was the tight end. Colston Loveland is the penciled in possible starter. He's only a sophomore. And then you look at the wide receiver position. Ronnie Bell's no longer there. They had the transfer out to Northwestern like we discussed in a previous preview. Here are the guys they're counting on for J.J. McCarthy to throw the football to. Now, Cornelius Johnson is a senior. He's pretty good. Roman Wilson, I like. He's also a senior. Darius Clemens is a sophomore. But when you look at that compared to, let's say, Ohio State, it's not even close. We are way better. So... They might have us, I think, up front, but we definitely have them in the playmakers on the outside. Chris, your thoughts on the Loserines offense for 2023? Still pretty good, especially up front. Up front, like you said, Eric, best line in college football. It's one of the reasons they have one of the best running back tandems in college football. I mean, you, you're not going anywhere without that line. Uh it's also why they've got the most overrated quarterback in college football is the fact that he's got three days to sit back there and loft it up into the air and wait for somebody to run under it. Uh, you know, he, he's just he's just not as good as what everyone thinks. The numbers are inflated. They came against either really, really poor teams or, I mean, I, I think I broke this down in one of our other shows, Eric. Just the fact that his numbers against quality opponents outside, sadly to say, of Ohio State, who had a just awful secondary last year as far as the performance went, um, you know, his numbers were not that good. Uh, I like Roman Wilson. I like, I like the uh, Roman Wilson at receiver. Uh, Cornelius Johnson destroyed Ohio State last year. But again, a lot of that had to do with people falling down. Plays the play calling, having guys out of position. One, one-on-one broken coverages. I yeah. mean, gosh. Honestly, I could have put up those numbers with those coverages. And <laughs> I'm I'm old fat and not that talented. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can't dog them too badly because they are the two-time defending champs. And they beat us at their house and at our house. So you got to give them a little bit of respect. But, Eric, I don't think they're near as good outside of that offensive line as what everybody says they are. 
Yeah, let's look at the defensive side because I think they can be had here, Chris. I yeah, really do. I agree. This, this is where I think they're going to have a little bit of trouble this year. And if someone can play keep away from that offense on them and control the line of scrimmage, I think this team can be had. Up at the defensive line, Chris Jenkins is a senior. He's a pretty good one. Jalen Harrell's a senior. Braden McGregor's a senior. Mason Graham is only a sophomore. They're going to be trying to replace two good ones in Mike Morris and, and Mazzy Smith. At the linebacker position, Michael Barrett is back. Junior Colson is a good one. He's a junior. At cornerback, they welcome in transfer Josh Wallace. He's a redshirt senior, fifth-year senior. And then sophomore Will Johnson is there. DJ Turner is no longer in the backfield for the Maize and Blue. At uh, safety, Mike Sanderstill is a senior. Makari Page is a senior. And Rod Moore is a redshirt sophomore. Rod is a really good one. I still think Sanderstill is pretty good, too. Um, that That's a really good three, three, three tandem there, threesome at safety, in my opinion. Um, I, we'll see how ours plays this year. I'm not re ready to say that their defensive backfield is better than ours, but I'll say this. I think we're better up front defensively at both defensive line and linebacker, and I'll give a wait and see in the defensive backfield when comparing them with us. At kicker, Jake Moody was drafted, and the punter Brad Robbins were both drafted to the NFL. they got to replace both of them. Junior Tommy Doman is back to, to punt for the Maize and Blue, and James Turner, a redshirt senior, transferred in. So I've got possibly four transfers starting for uh, Jim Harbaugh this year. Um, one of them on defense, one at special teams, and then the other two on the offensive line. Chris, your thoughts on Michigan's defense? I think Chris Jenkins better plan to get double teamed a lot this year because I'll tell you what, I don't have a lot of confidence in the other two guys up front. Um, linebacker, I, I like Colson. I like Barrett. I think they're both solid. Uh, I do believe you're right. I think we are better at linebacker. Uh, the cornerbacks, Will Johnson's a pretty good cover corner, one-on-one. -on -one. Wait and but see. can be beat. Wait and see. Let's, uh, we'll see let's how he does. Let, let's see how he does one-on-one -on -one against the best receiver in all college uh, football, you know. Um, Josh Wallace, I, you know, I just don't – I think they could have done better, Eric. <laughs> that, I mean, I'll just call it out as I see it. Uh, San, uh, San, uh, still. He, he got beat a lot last year. You think he's overrated? I think he is a little bit overrated. Uh, it's a little bit got, of the little bit of the Michigan media hype train. Yeah, yeah, he got beat quite a bit last year. Uh, he is a great tackler. He's a great supporter in the run game, but he can be beaten. Really love Rod Moore. Uh, you know, as far as what he brings to their game, he is probably their best defensive back. Overall, in my opinion, um, if you can handle Chris Jenkins and if you can handle Rod Moore, I think the rest of these guys can all be beat. This is a defense I think could be had this year. Like if if if, if this is the defense going up against that Illinois team that last year they they somehow pulled off, and a lot of that had the fact that they had tremendous confidence in Jake Moody. Let's yeah. you can't you can't I mean 
that guy was worth his weight in gold. Well, and they lost two huge, huge guys off the defensive line that, mm-hmm. you know, Mozzie Smith and Mike Morris, they were great run stoppers, but man, they created havoc. Yeah. And I don't see anybody outside of Chris Jenkins who has the ability to create that kind of havoc. And if they double down on him, I don't see these other two guys, other three guys being able to really pick up that slack. Hmm. Hmm. Well, let's let's look at this absolute joke of a schedule, okay? Oh, because, oh my gosh. And of course we we highlighted that and with the Victor's Nations guys, but uh oh my gosh. Those first three games, Chris, in the non conference, two years in a row now. East Carolina, UNLV Bowling Green. And and let's call it like it is. You're getting the one of the biggest cupcakes in the East to start off conference play as well, Rutgers. At Nebraska, at Minnesota. Okay. Those are those are decent games, but Nebraska hasn't is, been to a bowl game in seven Nebraska years. A decent game. We are given a lot of hype based on the Matt Rule effect. Well, it's at Nebraska. Right. It's going to be a sellout, depending on how they start the season. It could be a big game. At Minnesota is not an easy place to play. Home against no. Indiana. Now, here's a good one. October 21st, at Sparty. Okay. Sparty wants them. Oh, man, do they want their fa- – like, it's getting – a lot of what you're hearing on social media is getting downright – it's crossing the line. Like yeah. it's it's getting to where people are. There's gonna be bloodshed. <laughs> That's what it almost sounds like. It, they th- this game is going to be very interesting on that aspect on what maybe not even happening on the field. What's happening in the stands? Like I don't like what I'm hearing there from either. Well, fan as long as we have Michigan security from the tunnel, they should be okay. Uh, after that, they're gonna maybe need a bye week. At least the fans will to recoup. November fourth, uh, they host Purdue. Then they go. Then they the season finally starts, Chris. And that's a tough close to the season for them, Eric. These are three tough games at Penn State, at Maryland, and if you home beat, against Ohio State. If you beat Penn State, Maryland is a huge trap game. If you're coming off the high of beating Penn State and looking ahead to Ohio State, that's a huge trap game. Back to back road games too. Yeah. Uh, Vegas says ten and a half. Chris, you're at ten and two in your prediction. I'm at eleven and one. I think their lone loss comes on the road, November eleventh. I think you think they lose that game. Where's the other loss on their schedule, in your opinion? I think they lose one of the last two. Maryland. Or I think State. I think they go one and three in the last two. One and or two. One, one and two in the last three. three. There we go. If that happens, they're not going anywhere. They're not going to the Big Ten championship game, and they're not going to. Uh, they're not going to CFP. That will be a. That will be a disappointing season for them, and I I sign me up for that. But you know sign what that would also mean. If that happens, you know who would be most likely going to the CFP? Probably, probably Penn State. Penn State. Unless they lose to us. Well, and, if they, we beat, if, and we beat Michigan. Well, if they lose to us, we beat Michigan, but they're 11-1. and one. I mean, that's 
they could be they could be that that team like we were last year that sneaks in with the one loss without I oh, know we sure. didn't have two yeah yeah Mid- they, could, they could be us from last year. Penn State and Ohio State, both of them at 11 and 1. The winner would go to the Big Ten Championship, and the other one would probably go to the college football playoff with us. Yeah, I have to think Just so. Just like last year. Just like last year. Well, I mean, any what's your last? Well, I almost forgot. Edit. And, hold on. We don't have Brandon Jensen for this one. Yeah. All right, Chris, what are your last thoughts about the team up north for this season? Eric, I'll tell you, I think that uh, given their schedule, they're easily a 10-win team. Easily. Um, However, I, I do believe they can be had, much like you said. I think that Ohio State has the ability, if they get their offensive line together, to get them. I think Penn State has the ability to get them. I think like you do that Penn State will get them. Um and uh you know, Maryland could even sneak in there. I think like I said, I think they have a great, you know, nine wins going into Penn State. And I think the train comes off the rails after that. I think they miss out on the the Big 10 championship. I think they miss out on the CFP. And uh I think this may be the year that Jimmy goes back to the NFL afterwards. Well, I think this might be the year he goes back Either to the way, NFL regardless. Either way, he goes back to the NFL. Um, the way he's fighting this four-game suspension, now he's not going to serve it. Yeah. Um, tells me I think he thinks he's out after this year. He yeah. wants to be in the NFL. We he all does. know it. They know it. It's not a secret. I mean, recruiting's been affected because of it. Uh, they've done well, but... I mean, how many guys? You got people people leaving the program. You got guys flipping. Um, As we record this, it happened again today. It did. Yeah, Rudolph went to Miami. So, I don't know. Like, share, subscribe. If you're a Team Up North fan, which I'm, I'm sure most of you in the comments are going to be, feel free to troll us. Tell us why we're crazy. Tell us, call us homers, which we are. We will lean into that. Um, I got you guys beating us at the end of the year. So, I mean, you can take that if you want, if you feel that's a good one. Chris, not so much. He thinks we're going to be able to sneak in there well, and get that I, win. Well, I think either Ohio State or Maryland gets them. I think that Michigan loses two either way. We appreciate all of your feedback. Make sure you ring the bell so you're notified every time we go live, which is sun- every Sunday night at 8 o'clock Eastern. Even if you're a Team Up North fan, feel free to come in, jostle with us a little bit, troll us if you like. Uh, that's fine. Uh, and if you get nasty, we'll just kick you out anyways. But, uh, Chris, there it was, man. We made it through it. We survived it. We it wasn't did. easy. We did. And I hope we do get a few of them call in, you know, call in and talk to us on a Sunday night, Eric. That'd be fun. <laughs> the one can, thing I, the one thing can, about that I don't like about big banter is the fact that they're in our conference, so we have to put up with it. But uh, good guys. Hey, good and guys. you know what? They, they own the bragging rights right now. We can't take it away from them. Yeah, we need that change. We need that to change, Ryan Day. Let's get on that this year, guys. All right, guys. Until next time, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH. Sing Carmen Ohio with all your heart. Till next time, Chris. OH. I owe. Go Bucks.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.